How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Board and Browsing Podcast. I'm your host, Danny. As always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Samson and Sean. Trade offer. You receive Sean, but you also receive Samson. Ooh. Do we have a preference as to which one we would rather have? Nope, you get both. That's get both? the trade. Okay. Yep. I wouldn't take it. I, I wouldn't take not, it. The, the dead weight Samson is not worth taking. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard he's dying his hair. Like I, I don't know about that. Yeah, but anyways, guys, welcome back to the podcast. If you're confused about what's going on with Samson, he is currently in the process of getting his hair bleached by Marie. But we are here to give our full reviews on Inside with Bo Burnham, currently on Netflix, and In the Heights on HBO Max. This, of course, will be full spoilers, so if you don't want to be spoiled by any of those two movies because you haven't seen them or you just really care and are waiting, please do not listen to this episode because this is not the episode for you. We don't want you here if you're not okay with it. Yeah. We're also going to be talking about Inside first because that seems like the more Mm -hmm. depressing one, and then we'll transition into the more lighthearted movie. But, I mean, going going into this episode, we were definitely trying to consider, like, if In the Height would have enough content to make a full podcast episode. And I honestly think doing the two of these together is going to work a lot better than if we were just solely focusing on In the Heights. Because I don't think there's enough in each one of these movies to talk about for, like, a full hour. Unless we're really being nitpicky. Yeah. So. Hmm. Ooh, sip. Yeah. Are we all drinking Trulies right now? I think we're all drinking <laughs> Trulies right now. Wait, 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 wait. You guys start. I'll be right back. Oh, he's getting another one. What flavor are you drinking today? I got grapefruit. You got grapefruit? Do you have a personal favorite flavor? Because right now I'm leaning towards black cherry, which is the one I'm drinking. Oh, that's right. Collaboration. They're in the same house. But yes, for the first time in like a year and a half, two people are in the same house recording an episode, which is is crazy, guys. Like this this has not happened in it over a year. And soon all three of us are going to be in the same location to record once again, which I am so excited for. Sorry, I I just had to step out to do nothing in particular. Oh, no worries, King. Oh, I, I kind of kind of tired myself out going to get this truly. Going to be honest, sneaking is really hard. It drains my stamina. Uh oh. <laughs> you also may be noticing that I look like a tomato boy. That's because I didn't practice good sun protection yeah. today. But anyways, guys, why don't we get why don't we get rolling with this? Let's dive straight into Inside. Coming into this movie, how big a fan were you of Bo Burnham, and like how much have you followed his work, and what were you kind of expecting about Inside? So I honestly wasn't a huge Bo Burnham fan before this. Not to say that I didn't like Bo Burnham content. I've liked pretty much all the content I've seen, but I hadn't realized that he had taken like a five-year break. And that's probably why I hadn't really been thinking of him like, or I hadn't really thought of him in a while because, you know, why would I have? But I was still excited to see that he was making another special even if it did end up being um not what i was expecting yeah <laughs> i yeah. was still i still was excited going into it yeah yeah um for me 
I, I'm really, really, really into stand up and live comedy. And uh, I mean, so I definitely knew who Bo Burnham was. Um, and I've watched a couple of videos and stuff. I'd never watched a full special or anything. Um, which is weird because I really love like um, Tenacious D and like Flight of the Concords and those like kind of stand up music groups kind of. Um, but I was never a huge Bo Burnham fan. Uh, so this is kind of my first, this is kind of, this is my first special. Um, and I probably wouldn't have watched it if we hadn't discussed, you know, watching it for this podcast just because it's not really my thing typically. But I checked it out anyways. And yeah. He was actually the first comedian who's like stand up special I ever saw that I can at least recall seeing. Like I didn't see him in person, but when I was like, maybe elementary school into middle school i went over to a friend's house for a sleepover he showed me bo burnham and i just remember that like sticking out because some of the jokes and songs he were telling like i thought they were hilarious and i go back to tell my dad and he's like oh yeah like i know that joke because a different comedian from so long ago said it that he basically plagiarized it and i was like that's a little interesting because in my mind i'm like oh bo burnham he's original he's comedic he's coming up with all this shit but that didn't turn out to be the case and I've kind of had that mentality going into every single thing Bo Burnham since then. But this this felt like an entirely different thing. It was it was pure Bo, pure original, like really, really solid. Yeah, I don't think there's any question that he can come up with his own unique things at this point. Because, my goodness, this was unique. Yeah. This kind of reminded me, and we've talked about these kind of things before, where there there's certain TV shows or movies or like documentaries where you get to sort of see a person mentally collapse over time. I think like <laughs> one of the one of the examples we've discussed in length is Joker, where it's just kind of like they they it's not that they start off solid, but they start off as as relatively sane as they could be, and over time you watch as they mentally collapse, and that's kind of what this was like. It was like he yeah. started inside and then inside became his entire life. And that's just how the entire special went. And I also think the the biggest difference between this and something like Joker is that uh, I think he actually lost his mind in this one, yeah. as opposed to Joaquin Phoenix, which, I mean, he's a character actor, don't get me wrong, but I don't know if he actually went and lost his mind for the Joker but I don't know if Bo was doing okay this whole that whole time. Uh, I don't think he was. I like actually definitely don't think he was doing okay the whole time. And it yeah. uh, strangely that made me get really invested in it. And just in terms of like, oh, that I I just be be okay, Bo. Yeah. And I saw people praising the aspect ratio in chat that yeah. that was the technical aspect of this was what like part of what makes it so nuts since it was all him. Mm-hmm. Aside from, I think in the credits, it, it says that some of like the mixing and color correcting was sent out, but that is such a fraction of the amount of work that went into that. Yeah, I just like, sorry, you go ahead, Sean. No, I, that was where I was finishing. I, I was just going to say, I didn't think it was very, I'm going to be like honest and like, I don't think everyone's going to love my opinion. And I don't mean this in any kind of like knock. This is just how I feel about it. And I'm not taking joy in like being like, I no, didn't give like your honest it. opinion. That's what it um, is. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I just don't want to be like come across as somebody that's just like crapping all over something that people love just for the sake of doing it. Um, uh, I didn't think it was particularly very funny. I just it maybe just didn't line up with my sense of humor. Like, I, I thought there were definitely really good parts. I thought like the FaceTiming my mom thing was really funny, and I thought so, there there are definitely like funny mem- moments. 
and the music's catchy yeah. and i was digging the music but like I, I didn't love it but like where i was like man like you know like i will never say that this guy is not talented um you know like just like especially that opening song like i i watched the trailer twice which is just that song uh when you hover over the thumbnail on netflix so i've heard that song so many times it's stuck in my head now and um also just like i mean the lighting he does with like the disco balls and all those kinds of things and like everything he does alone in his house like to like make some kind of spectacle about out of these songs that are just recorded in one room is really cool it's yeah. really really cool and that's where like the white woman's instagram is really awesome <laughs> it was like and like it's funny because it's like i'm like i didn't even realize this was a trope that i was internalizing but like yeah i've seen this picture like 50 times before <laughs> and, and like i mean it, it was funny i mean like in, in those senses like i didn't think it was like laugh out loud funny and i probably wouldn't re-watch it and i don't know if i would have finished it honestly if you know we hadn't watched it for the podcast but i really yeah. respect it and i really respect it and i would never tell anybody that this was bad or not worth watching yeah. it's well, particularly my taste i mean i think uh i think you're right about it not being super funny if perhaps i don't think it was supposed to be after a certain point yeah, yeah. because like i think it started like i, I saw a a meme online I, obviously it was online what is someone just going to show me a meme on a piece of paper my god um but it was like the bo burnham special special and it was like the first fourth highlighted and it said like yay bo is back and then the second or not the second but the rest of the, the three quarters was just like one of the depressed looking wojack faces yeah <laughs> just like i hope bo's okay <laughs> and i honestly i don't think he was trying to be funny for mm. the rest of it I think he was just like doing things and and trying to be weird and express himself, yeah. which I got really into. And I did mm -hmm. think like white woman Instagram, uh, how the world works. I really like yeah. how it's good too. Works. Yeah, the sock puppet. Um, but then it really like it it, and maybe and I, I do think it wasn't advertised perhaps correctly, but I don't know what the category is for comedy that turns to bleak like personal look at someone's deteriorating mental health. I don't know if that's one of the categories. I know Twitch added a lot. Oh, so maybe it actually Twitch, is. It falls under the BoJack Horseman category. Uh, ah, yeah, not yeah, beaches, pools, genre. and hot tubs. Yeah, yeah. But uh, before we like keep talking a bit too much into it, I I always forget that the structure we like to have for these episodes is we talk about the pros, we talk about the cons, and then we give our final verdict. So why don't we like continue on with some of the songs that we were liking and talk more about the pros? Because I think for me. One of the best parts of this is just, and we, we've mentioned this a little bit, is how he uses the space. It all mm -hmm. takes place throughout mm -hmm. in a single room, except for the ending when it slightly switches up. But for the most part, aside from that maybe like minute, minute and a half, it is all within a room. It's all about the same angle of things, and it's all done by him. And I think... Mm -hmm as he mentions throughout the special, how like, oh man, we're approaching eight months into this and I've been working on it. I want it to be done. Or like, I think this project's never going to end. And like, I can't see an end in sight. I think it just becomes more clear, like how much work he really put into making this special and making it his own. Yeah. Yeah. And the, 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 the effects were nuts. Mm -hmm. like, there were times that that there, I forget which song it was, but there was one where he had the lights set up in a way that almost made it look like he had three background singers going along and he would do those lights whenever doing like the slightly, the almost gang vocals parts of it. 
And I was like, that's just so clever. Like the one light, the, the light makes it look like the, the mics on the background shadow people are facing different directions. It was just really cool. Yeah, mm. Matt Witz, I think you're and, right. I think it was his 30th birthday song. Oh, I, yeah. And, and it's the other part, uh, someone else said that it, like the transition was around like the, the intermission point. I think it's interesting trying to figure out when it made that turn. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it was, it's also gets hinted at at the very beginning. Cause you see that like he ends it with super long hair and so it's like, oh, there's going to be some change during this. But mm-hmm. it definitely, the 30th birthday thing, super depressing. Yes. That was yeah, super I didn't depressing. Like when he there's turned 30 and then he went like, yay. I was like, <laughs> that fucking sucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just here in my apartment. It's 90 degrees and I'm sad. <laughs> like, yeah. And yeah. I've had, I, I think all of us at this point have had it one, maybe two birthdays in quarantine. And I, I related yeah. very heavily to this. I think the other thing that really stands out to me is just, like, how it captures what the quarantine pandemic was like, right? Because in the beginning, people mm-hmm. didn't know what was going on. And in a way, some people were kind of excited to not have to go into work anymore. And I remember, like, just getting two weeks off from school and thinking, like, man, this is awesome. Like, I don't have to do any work. I can just play Animal Crossing. But, like, <laughs> as it starts going on longer and longer, and it does seem hopeless, at least for a while that's when you start to realize just like how this thing is taking and the path that the the special is going in and i I think it i think it was so great like him living alone during this because obviously he worked on it alone but it adds something that he was like mostly alone during that time like i have to imagine he maybe went on a walk with someone at some point or something like that but the fact that he was living alone like i only lived alone for maybe like a week at longest of it when my roommates moved out a little bit before I did. And it was bizarre. <laughs> Just like going from being around people to, well, I guess I'll play some more call of duty Yeah, with Samson and, and Sam and, or maybe Danny. Or, and then I'll do that for two hours and then go play some league with Danny. <laughs> and then I'll go to sleep after watching an hour of YouTube. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's I- my night. This is a slight deviation from what we're talking about, but like, I also, one part that I thought was really, really funny and like pretty poignant was, um, I can't remember what the song was, but it was like, oh man, what was the song? But like, it's where he's like, I'm going to do a reaction video to this song. Oh yeah. And then it's just like, yeah. And then it's just like the, the, neuroticism just like of being like okay here i am i sound pretty pretentious yeah. <laughs> and then it's just like it's him having like you know it's very staged and obviously a joke but just like just the inner workings of just like oh man i sound like an ass like and then uh, okay, when, i'm great but yeah. no oh, god and then after that when he's like oh, okay so i'm calling myself pretentious here as a coping mechanism <laughs> yeah. like i am actually i am pretty proud yeah. of this but i don't want to seem like i'm proud so i have to say that i know it's pretentious yeah. and maybe <laughs> like i was like damn he got all the layers of this like, yeah it's it, that that one i thought that was that was probably my favorite part of the entire thing um, if I had to pick one out, that that was really, really good. Yeah, it is super interesting because, like, as someone who's very active on Twitch and, like, does watch a lot of Twitch streamers, that's what it is. 
that's all what these clips are. Like, if you go into r slash live stream fail, it's literally people reacting to clips reacting to people reacting to clips. Like, that is what these things look like. And I thought it was really interesting, too. I follow Hassan Abi, who's, like, a big political yeah. streamer on Twitch. And he was talking about how he wanted Bo to come on his show. And Bo was like, dude, I've been watching you for years. Like, part of these clips were inspired by your work. And he was just like, <laughs> that's crazy. Like, it's it's the inner working connection stuff. I also want to say one of my favorite parts of this, because we're talking about favorite songs, of course, was the Sock Puppet song. And what was really interesting, too, is when you're watching the special, I don't know if you guys were doing this. I was trying to figure out, like, what month into pandemic we were at. Mm. And that one was very much a June one, because that's when, like, Black Lives Matter was super big and the protesting and stuff Mm. was going on. And that was, like, a huge statement. That's what the sock was doing. It was, like, making sure you, like, stay out of it and and trying to explain things. And I I like that part. You know, I hadn't really thought about that, because there were a couple specific parts where he was super on the social issues thing. Yeah. Especially with the... The the Aladdin one? Yes. The Aladdin one was so funny. (laughs) And the part where he had the the big chart of, like, ideas or whatever it was on the blackboard. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, that was also, you know, there was a lot of social commentary in that part. But it sort of falls off by the end, like, because it also, like... um, those those issues sort of fell out of like popular media yeah uh or at least they stopped being like the main thing like i definitely say like black lives matter and and like defund movements are still you know have traction and are still discussed but not to the level where it was like this is the only thing in the discourse right now absolutely (laughs) me using discourse (laughs) and it became more about like the how fucking long is this going on because it's been a really long time and it's still Mm -hmm. happening King, you look great, by the way. Yeah, Thanks, I love the King. look. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, unless we have more pros to talk about, do we want to start transitioning into some of the issues we did have with the special? Yeah. 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 I think the biggest for me is that it went on a bit too long. I found myself losing interest and yeah. losing steam. And that's not to say that, like, the content he was putting out towards the end wasn't good. It's just that this was the first time I was watching a comedy special. And I was like, I need a break. And I wound up taking, a, like, a day or two break just so I could come back to him, be fresh and really invested. Yeah. And I, th- I think for me that at least could have something to do with the, like I mentioned earlier, like the messaging part of it where it's not, you don't really know going into it what you're getting into. Yeah. And it definitely was like, once it started getting more down, I didn't take like a, like a day break, but I definitely at a certain point paused for a bit. Maybe it was around intermission. I don't remember just cause I was like, oof, yeah. like this is kind of heavy. Like I, yeah. I'm going to go make dinner and cheer myself up a little bit. You know, it, what helped me a little bit was like, I had like an hour and a half before like my parents went to sleep and my dad was like, you want to watch something? He was like, yeah, well, I got to watch this for the podcast. Like, let's, you want to check this out? And he's like, yeah. So we watched it. Like I'd never watched a full Bo, Bur- Bo Burnham special before. My dad was like, I think I know who, who this guy is, but like, I've never really watched anything. My dad really didn't like it. And he was like, I, he's like, I think it's a generational thing, but he's yeah. like, this is really not like, you know, and you know, a lot of the complaints he had, I completely backed. I just think I saw a little bit more in it. I think it again is maybe a generational thing, especially with the kind of like jokes he's making and the subjects he's talking about. But like, I mean, I think we were all like 100% in agreement. Like, and my mom came through for like the last 45 minutes. Like, 
it was long it was like real long and um it's I funny that, that this is the one you're talking about out of the two movies that we have being long <laughs> well, okay okay hold but, that complaint though true. i will hold i mean that complaint <laughs> i mean one of the movies actually had different set pieces and yeah. like more than one person in it though uh which goes a long way and had a plot I only skip you know, like where, i only hit the fast forward that? button through one of the movies though <laughs> See, I paid, I don't we'll think I even looked later, at my though. phone during In the Heights, I just want to say. And I we'll get to that. was on my phone for a lot of inside. Yeah, um, I was too. It's a good, like, background piece. It's not a good, like, you have to pay full attention to. It's really good to keep on in the background while you're doing yeah. other things. Yeah, Which it's is really like, funny to me because there's one of the songs where he's like, are you guys just on your phone right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I did. And then I felt guilty. I honestly felt sad and guilty <laughs> because I'm like, oh, this guy's having a mental breakdown and I'm on my phone. Yeah, and like, he I'm knows. Not... He knows. That's why he's, you're the reason he's having a breakdown. Yeah. But you know what? Somewhere also, there's a twenty something... special an hour and a half long. Then maybe yeah. this wouldn't happen. Yeah, I I agree with Zaf that it's good that they release the album because I think being able to listen yes. to the songs makes a lot of this special different. Like it it makes it easier to digest, and you're kind of able to enjoy it in a different way because you're not sitting through set piece after set piece after set piece after weird transition after a long pause and it's not that they're bad it's just it gets to be a little too much i think sometimes movies pad themselves out just so that they have a longer runtime and i don't think this was the case i just think he didn't know how to end it i think that's the big yeah. thing well that's yeah. one of the whole things he ended like half the point he was making that he was like i don't want to stop working on this so i'm just going to keep working on it but i definitely one of my issues with it was that the, the transitions did feel kind of cluttered at points like he also he warned us like hey you know <laughs> i'm sorry Continue. this 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 chuckling is going to make no sense for the audio listeners, but <laughs> samson has a plastic bag on his head at the moment yeah anyway um and I don't mean in the way that he's trying to suffocate himself. That would be very Samson, but that's not the case. Um, <laughs> but like, it just did. There, there was a point where it's, it's kind of like a lot coming at you at some points in, in just with the different, you know, bits like, oh, it's a minute of him lying on the ground on the pillow, talking to Preston to the microphone, then like a two second thing of him fixing lights. And it's just, it's kind of a couple points. It feels a little fast and furious, just the depressing things coming at you. Yeah. Oh, chat. Chat likes it, Samson. They say it's cute. <laughs> it's kind of cute. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, overall, like, I don't have many complaints about this. It's it's a personal preference as to how much you like Bo Burnham. I saw a yeah. lot of people on Twitter talking yeah. about like how revolutionary this special was and how much of a like. I I guess I guess I don't I don't know the exact word, but it's like a talking point. Like there's there's things he brings up yeah. that make for good conversational points, especially as we're moving out of quarantine and kind of back into real things like is, is this sort of a thing that we ignore and forget that happened or do we make it like an impactful part of everyday life that we remember we were trapped indoors for this long and this kind of this kind of special definitely showcases what the mental behind that is like yeah i heard someone discuss it uh, in some youtube video uh as like a, a really good encapsulation of this year like it is it's probably going to be one of the only kind like pieces of media that is so personal that came out that was created just during the pandemic yeah because like a lot of other projects are going to be covid era but they will have been worked on like you know before during maybe after yeah. whereas this was just like pandemic had started it ended before the pandemic ended and so it's a really good snapshot of 
what some people, you know, were, were dealing with because not every, it wasn't, yeah. you know, the pandemic wasn't the same for everyone. Yeah. I, and I also want to say like, there were so many of those goddamn like quarantine, like movies. There was like that one with Leslie Odom Jr. It's like, Oh, we're in love during the time of quarantine. And then there was that yeah. Anne Hathaway, like bank heist, like my marriage is falling apart movie that also came out, which was weird. And it's like, it sounds like it just like, and then there's like a mini series about like love in the pandemic. And it's just like, I really hate all these cash grabs and like this didn't feel like a cash grab. It really felt like an authentic, like, you know, this is kind of what I'm going through. And I do feel like at a certain point when you're in front of a camera, it's hard to like have, I feel so dumb with this goddamn <laughs> But wait, God, God, that's King. not Marie. That's not that you. <laughs> but um, um, Marie looks so sad. <laughs> um, but um, what was I saying? <laughs> Something Honest, about like cash like, grab. Yeah, cash. Grab. Oh yeah, it didn't feel not like a cash, cash grab. grab. And when you're in front of a camera, it's like somehow it's sometimes hard to like feel like this is 100 authentic. You know, there's there's a performative aspect of having a camera in front of you, inherently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but like it, it felt pretty real for a lot of it, and like you know, like even if you wanted to be really be like, oh, I think he's playing it up a little bit, it's still so much more authentic than any other <laughs> content yeah. that has come out. Yeah. And um, I really respect that about it, and I think it's really cool. And like you know, as somebody who wanted to do all sorts of creative stuff over quarantine and like really struggle with that because it was you know like you put all this you're like i have all this time and it's like and then you put yourself into it too much or you're not always doing it because you're having all these mood swings you know like i i I get it and like i thought that was really cool and insightful and i thought it was way more authentic than anything else you're probably gonna end up seeing yeah Yeah. so so do we do we want to wrap up with our our final verdicts or do you want to do you have another point to bring up i just have one final comment that that matt in the chat made me think of he was saying that he says that he thinks the whole point was summed up by the last song of us as a society trying to stay inside and trying to go back to normal um that which i made me think of the fact that it, it was kind of interesting how we talked about this a little earlier how it kind of like shifted in terms of like what the the meaning of it was and how there was the point where it was really about social issues but i do think it was interesting that it kind of had an arc from like you know oh that it's kind of novel is it okay for me to be doing a musical like a, a musical comedy thing right now to wait a minute i'm just really depressed in the middle to sort of like what does this say about all of us like just what does this say about our life and like so much of this is normal for people some people kind of live like this a bit already um yeah you (laughs) you're looking good samson (laughs) thanks yeah i'd be ready to yeah i i will say that does make me remember there is a song that he brings up where he's just kind of like talking about is it okay for me to be laughing about this and like making a joke about this is this okay to be joking about and i think that's a really important question for people to consider yeah just like when sean said that my the I, i'm looking good and then laughed all he was saying is it okay to laugh about that no it's yes. not sean my bag looks fine i think you just need to pull it down a little bit more and then hold it tight against your throat yeah but anyways guys why don't we go into our final verdict so what we're going to do is we're going to give a score out of 10 how we would rate this film and maybe a couple final thoughts about whether or not you would recommend it for people to check out and you go first danny i'm you curious. want me to go first yeah i want you to go first okay aside from it being long i think this has a really poignant message and i think this carries a lot of weight into if you're going to look back years from now about what quarantine was like 
this is a really good representation of that. I think between this and the South Park special, these are the two comedic things I would go to and be like, ah, yes, this is how it was to be through the pandemic. And I think Bo Burnham, he, again, like he he is a preference. You have to really like his content to really love this special. But that's not to say you can't enjoy it if you appreciate what's happening with it. I think the songs are extremely catchy. I think the way he does the sets is really, really nice. And I think the different effects he puts into it and the time and commitment he really puts into it is is really worthwhile and makes this worth checking out. But overall, I would personally give this a five and a half. I don't think it's something I'm coming back to anytime soon. And I don't think it's something that I really love to watch, but I can appreciate what it was and I can appreciate the time and effort that was put into it. Samson, I want to hear yours now. So if you don't like, if you not, not even don't like, but if you don't know Bo Burnham very well and are not particularly into him, I'd give it like a four, four and a half. If you like Bo Burnham and you know who he is, I'd give this easily a seven or an eight, like easy, because, you know, like, I think there's also a compelling aspect of like knowing who is so intimate that like, it means something if this is somebody that you have respected and known for a long time. And it does not have the, that same weight if you are, if you have not followed Bo Burnham. To, to in my that that's my take on it yeah I, I if you, it, but yeah if, if you like Bo Burnham um or you know who he is and are vaguely into him you're probably gonna really like if not love this and uh if not like it's gonna be a lot harder for you yeah. <laughs> see um yeah be, oh. and that's, that's be, really all I got to be a contrarian I'm going to actually go out and say that as someone who was like kind of familiar with Bo Burnham, but it, I had never watched any of his specials. I just knew that one, like all country songs sound the same or whatever song that was. I really liked it. Not much knowing about Bo Burnham. And I don't think it's necessary to know anything about Bo, Bo Burnham to enjoy this. That's my personal take. I'm going to give this not necessarily as a comedy special, but as just a piece of media that's out there, a piece of art, perhaps you could even call it. I'm giving it a solid eight because I think that this is a great encapsulation of what it was like to be during the pandemic. I think it was incredibly well produced and I think that it was super personal. And I don't think that's a combination you see very often. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, even if you don't know who he is, I don't think that's necessary to track his change throughout the, uh, the special. Yeah. Because you kind of get how he is as a person anyway, at the beginning just in terms of like, ooh, 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 here's some jokes to the end where he's, you know, staring at a video of himself escaping, but then wanting to go back inside. Yeah. So that's Sean's take. Yeah. I give it a name. I think overall, though, we do recommend checking it out. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think we all do yeah. think this is worth checking out. And I think if you're looking for something to watch that is a good take on 2020, this yeah. is really it. Definitely. But yeah. So why don't we transition our discussion into possibly a much lighter mood, and that is to talk about In the Heights on HBO Max. Now, personally speaking, I knew nothing about this except for the fact that Lin-Manuel Miranda was working on it. I didn't know it was a play until I was looking it up. I didn't know any about like anything about the songs. Musical. And I was very, very impressed and very happy to watch this. Yeah, I've been excited for this since I found out that it was a thing and I found out it was a thing when I found out that HBO was going to air it. Um, I really like Hamilton. I think that Lin-Manuel is a great songwriter. I mean, Moana, dude, Moana too. Like, God damn. Like, I mean, but like, he's a great songwriter. And I'm like, oh, yeah. 
yeah so like he's such a good songwriter and it's like one of those things where it's like he also has like writing partners that never get credited i just want to say that but um (laughs) but like he i think on his own he stands really strong i mean obviously he's had a lot of help like he had a writing partner for hamilton um but um i was like man this was like his first big musical and like it's especially bigger now because everyone's like you know like oh like in the heights like it was done by like lin-manuel miranda now you know who he is so it's like easier to point to that and be like oh wow okay cool so like i I, i've been really hyped for this for a long time um and yeah it like lived up to my expectations yeah i was excited um and, and that's all if you ever forgot what? that lin-manuel miranda was in the like he was working on it he made himself show up in nearly every other scene just so you wouldn't forget that he was a part <laughs> yeah. of this movie I mean, he's gotta have a part you I know, know i know yeah yeah sean what about you though oh uh, i think i'm gonna be a little bit of a contrarian again here i think that this taught me that i don't really like movie musicals i think they're just okay um and i'm more of a i'm more of a stage production guy or a more closely adapted version sort of guy i it i cannot believe that you guys thought the that inside was long but that this was like well paced and held your attention it it was much too long for me and you know that a uh a a stage stage performance would be longer yeah and i'd be more engaged i think (laughs) <laughs> like it's it, it being a movie it's well i don't want to get into the it's not time to talk about what i think the negatives are necessarily because not to say that i didn't enjoy it i did enjoy it i just did not i think i was expecting to enjoy it similarly to hamilton and to me it's not even close yeah like it's it's completely different ballpark the, hamilton was playing baseball yankees versus red sox and to me, this is like a, a good hockey game. Mm. Some people, you know, hey, really into it. I don't give a fuck about hockey. This all makes into the Samson, that is getting quite blonde. Yeah, it is, King. <laughs> and let me know if like your skin, like on your face feels weird at all, if, like any bleach on it. I'll just <laughs> I won't tell you because I got balls of steel. Absolutely. I am impervious. I'm, I'm excited to talk about In the Heights. I know I... You know what, Samson? I think this is the first time in a while when the two of us have agreed on both of the things we're talking about. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say, you know what? Maybe the person that doesn't really like it didn't watch it completely through. Oh. Is that a call out? Someone yeah, yeah. I started skipping on. through at the end of it. Okay. I wasn't going to rat him out, but then he took bad stances on everything. So. So why are are we all ready to dive back into this? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So the way we're going to do this, of course, talking about the pros, talking about the cons, talking about the eventual verdict of what we are giving this. Let's go straight into the pros. I got to say, Anthony Ramos as a lead character is very, very charismatic and contagious. I loved yeah, everything Yeah, he does a great it. job. Dude, honestly. So, like, I just want to talk about this because when I saw that he was starring in, in The Heights, it was like, uh, like I'm like it's cool that like they got somebody that I know and like I'm sure he'll do a good job but, like I mean his character in the first half of Hamilton I don't even know his name like it's like one of those things where it's just like you know David Diggs in the first half is like killer and then Hercules Mulligan 
killer in the first half and like like i don't know his character's name he's like fine and then he's hamilton's son which is cool and like he's great as that and he's really good he's really really good in hamilton but it's like one of those things where like um in the first half he gets put as one of the most least memorable characters and i feel like everybody gets a banger character for the first and second act yeah (laughs) um and with him it's just like okay you know like i'm sure he'll do good but like uh, you know and seeing him like actually seeing him was like damn he's really good yeah i also think it's because his face is like stretchy it reminds me of like eddie redmayne with like the like his, there's something about there his face that's is. like very like eddie redmayne that i'm like oh this makes me uncomfortable you make me uncomfortable but then i watch him and he's like i'm like oh dude you're really charismatic yeah. dude you're not even a great actor 100 percent of the time but like <laughs> I really like you. I'm rooting for you as an as a person, and I'm rooting for your character. I'm it was I'm rolling funny. with it. The first time that I recognized like who he was, and I was like, oh, like he is the guy who was in Hamilton. Like he had a smaller <laughs> role, of course, in Hamilton, but he was in Hamilton. I actually thought he was cast in this because Lin Manuel Miranda felt bad for how little he actually <laughs> had in Hamilton, and I was like, oh, maybe he's just like doing this as a friend, but absolutely not. He he steals the show yeah. anytime he is in it. I loved just about every part with him and i don't think it's often that i'm able to say like in a in ensemble cast just how much like so many different characters stood out but he really did Mm -hmm. stand out and there was something great about the writing for his character as well as the way he acted the scenes and his singing too his singing was amazing yeah singing is really good he's got this like rasp like grittiness to his voice sometimes like when he wants to add it and it's so good it's so good and he doesn't use it all the time it's sparing so it makes it even better when he excuse me actually pulls it out yeah and uh god damn like that guy's got a great voice all the way through yeah i actually i also want to continue talking about uh the singing aspect because i thought it was really interesting and this was something that always stood out to me as like a positive when i was watching is how vanessa who is his love interest her track Mm -hmm. always disrupts and unhinges his so I don't know if you ever noticed mm. that, but like the tone and the way she sings is always opposite to the way his character Usnavi is singing, right? That's the name of his character. Yeah, Usnavi. Yeah. yeah. So it's always opposite, which I thought was super interesting because it was designed to throw him off. Like she always throws him off. She makes him uncomfortable at times, but because he's so into her. Yeah. And I thought that was just a really, really well done little little feature little aspect of the movie Danny, where i was like wow like, this is a good you're becoming a musical today. theater person like i don't like <laughs> i like we didn't pick up on that dude like honestly those, those are the, like the things that make i feel like uh, a ba- like a musical really good is like doing those kinds of things and like i didn't pick up on that and now i want to watch it again just so i can pick up on that some more because those intricacies of like um you know m- metaphor and like holding meaning in like just the the music and not the lyric it's lyrics itself uh is is really really fun to watch and i think that's part of why i like musicals so much um so um yeah yeah it's really cool that you picked that up i want to check i want to i want to go back and like look for that thanks king so sean as someone who's coming into this with the most negative feelings towards it what what was something that you actually did enjoy about it oh the music was great i mean there's I, I should say that all of the singing was really great. I wasn't always invested in what the song was about or I didn't always feel that it was the most necessary, yeah. but it was never bad. You know, it's, and I mean, it, it goes similarly with Hamilton where there's not really a song that I'm like, oh, this just is like, I don't want to listen to this. There's songs that, you know, of course I liked more or less, but all of them mm-hmm. sounded really good. 
Um, I thought I thought that it was a really well cast in terms of uh, yeah. Except for Lin Manuel Miranda, he was the only, <laughs> only again the only weak part of the yeah. cast. Yeah, his whatever his shaved ice song was, I was like, can so we? Move Yo, but we on? got George the the OG George Washington from Hamilton oh, was, was the ice cream truck guy, dude. Yeah, he was the Mister Softy guy. Yeah. Oh. I recognize him because um, I've had to watch Hamilton like three or four times now, and I. I <laughs> I'm very in tune with the actors of that movie. I know that face. Actually, speaking on Hamilton, I like the little detail that uh, when the dad was on hold for Stanford, uh, the song that was playing was one of the Hamilton songs. Really? I didn't realize that. Yeah, I, I guess I'm picking up more things than you guys did. I I watched it, like, that part I watched at 11. I might have caught that and forgot, or maybe I just missed <laughs> it completely. I don't know. Maybe I'm just saying that because I want to know. I Like, I'm like, yeah, I got that. But, like... Question, when you watch things, do you watch them with headphones? I do not. No. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know, because I was going to say, if you watch with headphones, that maybe that could have been why, because, like, it just, the, you know, the sound yeah. very direct in there as opposed to... Uh, like that's something that you maybe wouldn't notice if your volume wasn't super high, but I don't know. I um I actually did. do have like that was actually something I had as a negative, which I guess if we're already on the topic, I can kind of bring up everything mm -hmm. about this kind of felt a bit quiet. Like I had to keep things yeah. very loud on my computer. Like normally I'm only up to like three or four on the speaker thing, and I was keeping it like all the way up because I was having a hard time hearing some of the lyrics, especially in the songs, which I know is like yeah. a trait from Hamilton yes. that a lot of older people complained about. But I was yeah. like, this was this one was a little tough to hear at times. I I, I always watch all of this stuff with subtitles just because. Um but yeah, I mean I get it's unfortunate that like you have to do that. Um Sorry, were you going to say something, Sean? No, I was just saying, like, I, I, I usually watch stuff with uh, closed captioning on as well, just in case I'm missing something. But this, like, I I watched part of it without them. And normally that doesn't make much of a difference to me. Like, I go and see movies in theaters all the time, and I don't need closed captioning on there. But for this, there were parts that I was like, I just missed that. Like, yeah. I don't know exactly what they said. I, that just sort of, that one sort of slipped by me. Um. Yeah. Which that could be a pandemic result, you know, since a lot of the work on this was done during the pandemic. I mean, audio mixing should be something that's not, you know, the most impacted by that, but you never know. I mean, hey, right. COVID yeah. can be blamed for like 90% of stuff. That That is very true. Uh, continuing on with some positives, because I, I just have like a list going on right out here. Uh, I thought that it was really really well done the effects after the lottery song so when the guys are just kind of talking in the street and they're like poking their hands and you saw the little like uh, movements and stuff going on like the little music note or like whatever it was but i i just thought yeah. that was really well done so you and sean are about to have a fight that was when i said there's one thing i'm so excited to complain about i thought that was the most annoying <laughs> really? shit i've ever i was like I was like, get this crap off of my screen. Anytime something like that came up, like at one point, uh, Nina like drew some subway lines and I was like, how dare you? Yeah, in the fence. Yeah. Um, sorry, I, I want to say I missed it when Benny did it originally. And I was just like, I don't care enough to like, I saw like the last like little like millisecond of like, I think he, he was drawing things and I just don't care enough to go back and watch sure. that. Um, but like, I thought this, when she was drawing the subway map, I'm like, like, this could have looked good and this looks bad 
Like, I, oh, no, no, no. I, I, I didn't like, like that part. I didn't okay, like the okay. You like when liked, he was, they were walking in the streets? Yeah, when they were the walking in the streets and the four yeah. of them were talking and they kept having like the back and forth with it. That's what I liked. All right. I, I won't, I won't, I'll, I'll chill out then. I'll let you guys discuss it because I looked down for like about 60 seconds while that was happening. <laughs> I said I didn't use my phone very much, but that was one of the few parts. I was about to I, say, I was like, I thought you were watching this whole thing through. My yeah. issue with it, and I think. Or I should say that I think a part of my issue with it relates to how I was like, I guess I like um, stage productions more, is that I was like, it gets the point across if you're not doing that. Like, you know, it it, it, it kind of broke immersion for me a little bit because there wasn't that much of it. There were, and it's, this kind of goes to a little issue I had throughout the whole thing where they would be like, relatively normal, this is the real world, relatively normal, this is the real world oops spider-man we're walking on the wall like and i'd be like uh, uh, and like i get that it's a musical so during the songs is fantastic and things happen that aren't realistic like everybody's singing in the middle of the road yeah but mm -hmm. for me that was just like an, a little extra part because it was so clearly impossible and unreal um the the wall thing specifically yeah, well i mean i, I, think I the was, thing was like the bridge just looked fake even like yeah. everything like there were so many things that just looked like why are you CGIing this? Like, why is this CGI? Um, like, and I mean, like, you obviously can't have actual people walking on the walls of a, you know, yeah, brick building. Um, but like, did you not see Spider-Man, the Spider-Man <laughs> movies? Hello, honestly, it, that looked better. I'm yeah, not gonna did. lie, did. like, uh, this for some reason looks so bad, and it's like you had the budget. It's like if I was really gonna complain about anything, it would be probably that they just CGI'd so much stuff that they didn't have to, and it just didn't look good. It's like if you're gonna like one, don't CGI if you don't have to, and they didn't have to. And two, if you're going to, make it look good, and they didn't, and that is kind of frustrating. And like, but like, I mean, th that is my biggest complaint. I would say yeah. about the entire thing. Yeah, absolutely. I also, before, like, this is the last, like, pro I had listed, because I always like to write this stuff down. I like to, mm -hmm. I, I always forget. But the one thing that really stood out to me was how heartbreaking the song about the abuela was. Like, the transitions and the set pieces in that, like, going from the train and the people, like, dancing yeah. around her were great. But that song itself was really well done. I think Lin-Manuel Miranda is great at writing songs, singing them not so much. But he is great <laughs> at writing and creating songs. I, and I that really one... Agree. That one just captured like so much heartbreak, and and she even said it like the dreams of her mother became her dreams. She never really had dreams of her own, and, yeah. and she's just going through life like trying to live up to her mother's expectations. There's even parts where like she turns to her dead mother and she's just saying like, "What do you want me to do?" And that to me was like really really mm. sad and heartbreaking. And I thought it was amazing. Yeah. I thought that whole scene was fantastic. See, I, that's yeah. that's a part that I maybe should watch again because as it was going into it, I was like, oh, the dead woman's got a song. And I was like super disengaged during it. And I was like, this is going to have no bearing on anything else that happens. Like uh, I was more impacted by the scenes after it. That's when I was like, yeah. oh, okay, this death kind of means something to me now. But, uh, you know, and, and that's that one I'll put on myself that I was not the most engaged during the uh oh the bag's going back <laughs> i was not the most engaged during that song where like a, a big part of getting invested in anything is letting yourself getting get invested and i think that the more times weird little cgi stuff happened which is ridiculous but that was really hey we've seen my take on bob's burgers visuals are big for me yeah and so and and that's the sort of thing that makes me be a little bit less invested
Yeah. So I'm not going to say that that's the take everyone should have by far, but you know, for that song, when it started, I was like, Oh, okay. You know, we're going to flashback about her life here. Sure. Let's, let's who won the lottery though. Let's well, get more accurately, accurately. What happened was Sean, I had, I had finished it already because I'm a prepared and uh, Sean was watching it on my couch and I'm like, Sean, and he's like, well, she's like, she's like about to die. And Sean's like, is a boy like going to die? And I was like, <laughs> he's like oh my god and then uh, and then he's like oh man she's gonna die and i was like not before she gets us on <laughs> and i was like and sean was oh, like oh no like let's take no. it to me it kind it was, of feels like let's take some um, uh, in, an yeah. impact that's about to happen and then push it off yeah and yeah, like stretch you, it out have you seen les mis have you watched javert's song from les mis <laughs> Wow, yeah. wow. Chat just turned against me. I um I I mean like maybe I was just trying to look at this. I like the movie just made me feel good. I think that was something I took away from it too. Like it was just a very happy and yeah. upbeat movie, despite how yeah. some of the themes itself are pretty sad to deal with, like financial troubles and um what what is the name of uh when like gentrification is that the the name of it yeah gentrification. Yeah, like, there's stuff with like the dreamers and like yeah. you know like undocumented immigrant there's uh, rough you know, themes in this, and stuff, like but it's handled in a positive light through yeah. the songs and i think as a result things just kind of felt good and fun to watch like this is just a fun movie to watch regardless of how you really feel about musicals the songs are up like they're uplifting they're, they're upbeat and, and you really want to like just listen to them I so like what chat chat's saying. Turning on me, yeah. Chat hates you now. <laughs> I, I think I used to be a bit like I think chat used to like me, and I gave them Doritos, but now, now they've all turned against me. Yeah, but I mean the, that's just kind of like the positives I was taking away from this. Like it, it's it's catchy songs. It's really fun. It's enjoyable to watch. I I don't know how much of it was actually filmed during the pandemic and how much of it was like already filmed and they were just holding off and delaying it because of quarantine and HBO max trying to figure out like when they're doing releases. But if they had to film any of that during court, like COVID props to them, because that doesn't seem like it would be easy to do. No, that sounds like a nightmare. I don't think they did. And I'd have to do more research, but I'm pretty sure it only just got held back and released because of everything going on. Yeah. I mean that it seemed like there was probably a lot of like really thoughtful, editing and after effects and i mean maybe not really great cgi but there was cgi takes time and like um you know the the coloring was really good whoever did the coloring for that yeah. movie did a great job um you know that, that definitely took some time so like i don't know it's it's i i'm actually interested to know though too whether or not like this was filmed be mostly before or like a little bit during covid um Ooh. Uh, let's, let's, avoid, let's avoid that um they have no evidence yeah okay so so why don't we go why don't we go into the cons right because because there are some issues with this movie for me personally a lot of these were just like little nitpicks rather than like genuine problems with it but <laughs> yeah zeph i don't know how i feel about that comment uh <laughs> I gotta figure out if I can remove comments. Anyway, so Anyways. you were saying your complaint. Yeah, let, let's let's go into let's go into the cons here. 
because I I know there are some issues, especially Sean was mentioning that he did have some issues with it. For me personally, I think a lot of the problems I had were more of nitpicks rather than anything else. And this is just kind of the way that the story was told. And I think for me, I'm running into this problem and I'm noticing it more and more often where movies just don't kind of let you discover the plot. They feel like they need to tell it to you. They feel like they need to mention it in text or voiceover or like some kind of like narration. And the biggest example to me that took me out of it was when they were counting down the days to the blackout. I don't get why that was necessary because if you just build up to the blackout, the scene becomes more impactful. But because you had to let people know this event is happening and even knowing the event is happening doesn't change how things are going it that's, just kind of felt like it was hand-holding that's actually a really good like i hadn't even thought about that but when it said zero days to blackout i literally spent the entire time until the blackout was going to happen being like oh is this going to be when it's up like this would be a crazy time for there to be a blackout like the entire dinner the entire time they were dancing aside from going like okay this movie is two and a half hours long do we really need another scene of them dancing in the apartment but um I was like, is it going to black out here? Is this the blackout? Is it going to happen now? Is it going to happen now? Which took me out of it a little bit, I guess, because it wasn't, you know, it's not something like, uh, like an infinity war thing where it's like, Oh, there's going to be the snap. And that's like a crazy thing. Is it going to happen? When will it happen? Because a blackout's not like the most crucial thing, but since they're saying it so much, it feel it felt like it would have a lot of importance and then it happened and i was kind of let down to be honest yeah. well now i just want a cut of infinity war where it's just like three <laughs> days till snap <laughs> which would definitely have made it worse yeah like undeniably yeah but i mean three that hours was, that was a till snap He's got his hand up one second until snap. There's a movie that does that that I was watching recently where they were just like, they had like a timer going on. Oh, it was because there was a timer for a bomb. It it was 30 minutes or less. So they were like counting down the timer. And like in that example, it works. But again, like for this one, I understood why they did like the after, like the the three days after the blackout. Because that makes sense. You you need to tell people like how long it's been since the grandmother died. But the leading up to it, and even the narration about him telling the story, I didn't feel like that was exactly necessary. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I'm not in disagreement. I, I would say my bigger complaint over that would be the lyrics when they're like, I don't know where Uznavi is. We're in the club. Yeah. Where'd he yeah. go? Yeah. We lost power. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what it was, but at some point I, I started making a joke to Samson singing like really literal lyrics about like things that were gonna happen. Like and it almost weren't that far off. It almost felt like it started being like two days until the blackout. <laughs> but for now I don't know that there's a blackout coming. And it's like, okay. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, I mean like uh, another another negative I had, which is again a nitpick. Uh, I thought Sonny was a great character, and I really liked his rapping. But all I could think about when he was rapping is how fucking weird the arms of the people behind him in the pool were. I was so uncomfortable with that. They're like, what do you bending mean? their elbows the wrong direction? Oh, I didn't notice that, Danny. You're like you you had like a microscope to this movie. That's crazy. I don't know why that's the case. 
I don't normally See, I thought, pay attention like this. I thought you were going to talk about how gangly of a teenager he was. And I was like, yeah, he had the, that really <laughs> weird, like, you know, boy is just starting to grow up. So his arms seem like way too long for his body. I mean, he was so gangly. Was, that definitely was the case. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, like, I didn't have many negative issues. Of course, like, the storytelling part was one for me. And the fact that I had to raise the audio a lot. I think there's yeah. there's something that I actually want us to discuss on a future episode of the podcast about, like, Hollywood and the way they do sounds. Because you'll get to, like, a huge action scene and it'll make you deaf. Whereas you get to the so dialogue and you can barely hear things. And I think this one had a better blend, but everything was kind of quiet. Hmm. I think I could probably agree. Like I, that, that I, I had some, I didn't really notice it until you pointed it out. But when you pointed it out, I was like, Oh yeah. Like I did. There were so many parts where I was like turning up the audio and being like, Hey, what exactly is going on here? Well, I want to say like, I feel like it was overall pretty quiet, but like, I feel like it was fairly consistent where it wasn't like, yes. Oh my God. Like, uh, like mortal Kombat was a mess. Yes. <laughs> like this yeah. was like so easy where it was like, Oh, I'm going to turn it up and down within a range of four you know like of four clicks and that's nothing like i mean that's so easy like i can name like so many things that i really love lord of the rings you know i'm i'm jumping like 20 <laughs> i'm jumping like 20 at any point in the movie well sometimes the um, hobbits yeah. have to whisper to each other about bagels and breakfast yeah <laughs> True. But like, I agree with you. I think it was overall a pretty quiet movie. However, I want to like say I appreciate its consistency in being like at the same level. Um, you know, it, it, not perfect, but like it was pretty consistent in mm. being yeah. at the low sound level it was, That's which fair. is better than having like normal and then loud or normal <laughs> soft for like 50 percent. i will take i will take any slightly quiet movie. but Literally like i, I get that and i think that that's obviously a very mm -hmm. valid complaint yeah i think my issue with the time uh because i'd been mentioning that like it just this it dragged for me was that in a stage production and i was thinking about why i was feeling this way i, I anytime that they were like doing things that didn't feel important to me in the movie i was like why are they keep doing this and that would be like any scene of them dancing, like literally any scene of them dancing when they're not talking, I was like, let's just move it on. I loved the dancing. And I think a part of it is that to me, it's not that impressive when it's in a movie because you have unlimited takes. You can like CGI someone in, maybe it's a stunt double, but when it's on stage, that's all people just sort of doing that thing. It made me think about Hamilton yeah. and how, yeah. you know, like crazy the movement in that was with the background dancers, like just, doing non-stop crazy stuff and being jacked no i'm not guys done. no oh what's up no i'm done oh he didn't like that no he didn't he didn't like it's that. fine i'll talk now with what would you an do with that's not hot garbage i hot garbage i how did i just pronounce that that was a complete accident We're not tell however that. i said that was so weird but um my point was um i was gonna say you know if you like those big numbers uh, I think we all need to do a viewing of the Broadway version of Newsies that's on Disney+. Plus. Oh, um, I have become weirdly obsessed with... I think it's awful. I think, it's, I think Newsies is one of the worst musicals of all time, but I'm so weirdly infatuated with Newsies. It's the same thing that happened with Cats. Guys, there's a, there's a guy... And he has to walk around with the crutch because he's he's crippled, right? So guess what they call him? 
They call him Crutchy. They call oh, him... no. no. <laughs> They're like, oh, no. They're going to call Union you... Buster's got Crutchy. And then Crutchy's, like, <laughs> singing in his, like, hammock in this penitentiary. And he's like, oh, they got me. I'm going to go to Santa Fe. And then, oh, my God, guys, it's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> this is so bad. But you get those big... You get those giant, giant dance breaks. It... It started out as a Disney movie with Christian Bale in the early 90s, and then oh, they adapted wow. it into a Broadway. You can't sing at all either. And they adapted <laughs> it into a... Uh, Who is he? Lin-Manuel Miranda? Yeah. And, then, um, and then they adapted it into a Broadway musical with Jeremy Jordans, who played Clyde in the original Body and Clyde <laughs> musical, Sean. Also, which I know you're speaking on uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, when he was doing that scene where he's singing next to the Mr. Softy truck, I did you think that the it. two of them were either going to like fight each other or have sex? Because that was the whole vibe I was getting from that song. <laughs> I was just thinking maybe any of this will matter, and then none of it did. Oh, yeah. That's where I was at. For yeah, again, whole. major con is the fact that Lin-Manuel Miranda feels the need to shove himself into whatever production he's doing when he's clearly not the most talented for the role. Like, I'm just trying to make it work. Yeah. Selling my ice cream, and it's like, oh. here's the And, and the thing is, no disrespect to Lin-Manuel no, Miranda. No, none at all. He's very talented. He can sing, he can sing better than me. I like I'm pretty sure and he's incredibly talented as a writer but he's not like when you when you take just incredible singers for every other role and then put someone who's just like good at singing it you you really feel a difference and that's the thing yeah. maybe if it was just him singing in a show I'd be like oh that's like you know that's pretty good yeah and there's so there's this giant dance break in Newsies where everyone's <laughs> dancing and then Crutchy comes out and it's like, oh, Crutchy can't do anything because he's crippled. And this is funny, oh, right? No. Because this is what Newsies is. And then Newsy, and then he grabs his he grabs his disabled leg and then hops over it, and everyone loses their goddamn minds. Wow. Wow. Hey, hey, and that's why it's differently abled, not disabled. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I touched my face and it hurt. Right. I'm, I'm, but let's I'm get hurting. let's get back onto in the heights. Do we have any other points we really want to bring up before we give our final verdicts, or how are we feeling on this? No, I don't think. I, I guess just in general, um, it felt a little like a little bit scattered. But I think that's just yeah. I didn't know it was going to be more of a uh, oh god an ensemble show. I thought it was going to be more focused on. Uh, Usnavi and Vanessa. I didn't yeah. realize it was going to be quite yeah. so ensemble, and I didn't. I wasn't as invested in a lot of the ensemble characters as I was in in Usnavi and Vanessa, and even um little boy whose name I forget, Sunny, Sunny. Like even even Sunny, yeah. I was a little bit in, but then it got to like Nina and Benny. Yes, yeah, and I was I like, so yeah. Sorry, go ahead. And I, oh, that's that that face describes what I should because there will be some people who only listen to the audio. I was like, eh, like eh. Like, that, that's fine. It's not as investing for me. I'm not as invested, I should say. What were you, you going to say, Samson? Sorry, chat. That made me laugh. <laughs> um, the, the, I was going to say, like, my only yeah. issue with In the Heights really is that it's so derivative because just like in Newsies, it's solved because the Brooklyn Newsies come through at the end and they sing Brooklyn's here. But it's really just a recycled song from the beginning. And they're just like, Brooklyn here to save the day. And everyone's like, yeah, Brooklyn's here. And then. Yeah. The, I, the yeah. Quote, Remember when that happens in the Heights and in the Heights? 
I, the quote I, in chat real quick is, uh, hey, bozos, check out Crutchy. His <laughs> leg don't work, so it's funny. That's a real quote from News. <laughs> I will also say, and this is, this is like, like, this is making me want to check out Newsies because it seems Newsies so absurd. So absurd. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> Anyways. Whoa. whoa, Samson is quite blonde. Call me Draco Malfoy. Oh. Honestly, if you did that for Halloween, it would work. Potter. Um, I, I do I do no. have a final thing Potter. that I thought of. Draco the tongue, no. <laughs> I do have a final thing that I just thought of for In the Heights, which yeah. is the fact that you see Usnavi and Vanessa's like life and, and like you get a conclusion to theirs and I guess you kind of get like semi conclusions for other ones. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Drake, the hotline bling guy. <laughs> Samson does look like hotline bling. Why do you DM? Oh boy. Oh no. Chat, we're getting aggressive today. <laughs> Are they anyways oh. anyways let me let me wrap this why up. is chat coming for us i don't know <laughs> but but so it's really the day interesting. chat revolts it's really interesting because you see the the payoff and you see the end and like what the final story is for like vanessa and usnavi's story but then they kind of like tease what everyone else's ending is and then you just don't get any payoff about it or see it it's like oh does he get the does he get to go to college guess we'll never know or do nina and, and benny stay together that, we that never pissed know. me off so much it's like nina went to the train station alone because she needed to do that independently like, okay and then 20 minutes go by and then the credits roll and it's like did it work oh wait what? so she's wait what in a way it felt like the movie wasn't finished because there were so many storylines they just kind of left open-ended and I don't know if that was the intention, but if you're going to finish one storyline, you have to finish the rest properly. You can't just yeah. kind of cock like, like it was a. Tease. Have any of us I, seen the the the, the musical version? I, I was about to ask that. I haven't, and because... I want to now. This made me want to watch the um the stage version. Also, um, I, I'm with you, chat. Fuck Drake. Yeah. He, he is he is creepy and is into Agreed. children. Agreed. It's a. So uh, yeah, don't sue us, Drake. Why don't Why don't we, we got go no into, money? Why don't we go into our final verdicts of of this movie, and then we can start playing some games. Yeah, cool. So, does anyone have a preference as to who's going to go first? I feel like I should go last again as the contrarian. Okay, I can take. Or it do away. you feel like Danny? Do you want to go first? Yeah, or... I'll, I'll take it away. All right. So, to me, this movie is an eight and a half. I think there are issues with the plot. There are issues with some of the music. And of course there are issues with just like certain aspects of the storytelling that were more nitpicks than anything else and take away from me personally. I think some other people would give it a higher rating, but I think eight and a half is like a solid pick for this movie. It is fun. It is catchy. It is something you are just going to enjoy. You can sit back and feel like it's a lighthearted movie. It is a lighthearted play, and despite all the issues that are being discussed, nothing ever really feels too serious. I think the characters are great, the writing is really great, and the songs and the actors singing those songs is phenomenal. They, It's like Hamilton mm -hmm. on steroids, if I had to give it any type of rating. And and for that reason, like I really appreciated it, and I really thought that the vocals stood out to me as something I was just like, wow yeah. like, this is great to listen to and the reason i say hamilton on steroids because i saw sean gave a little like big eyes i have not another so comment much, like 
that Hamilton is worse than this. I'm talking about like vocally because they all the songs mm. have mm-hmm. the same like tone and tune as the Hamilton songs because it's all written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. I think yeah. just because you're able to do it in post editing versus listening to it on a stage yeah. really makes it stand out in a different way. See, I was yeah. going to describe it as Hamilton on a cup of cough syrup. <laughs> but so, like, next. Danny, I actually like. I mean, this is. I'll give it a rating in a second. But like, I, I want to engage with that first. Is um my favorite film adaptation of the musical is the twenty teens version of Les Mis, um, because they use live vocals, and I think that live vocals are really 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 cool to um use in um you know a, an actual like film movie it's just like it doesn't work and then people crapped all over Les Mis because they're like oh like nobody can sing like when all these things sound bad because yeah. they chose to go for like you know uh character over actual vocal quality but like y- you know what like if you're going to adapt it, you've got to make some changes. And that's like one of the biggest things I think that makes a huge difference is even if like, you know, hardcore musical theater people are like, this sucks because it doesn't sound as good. Like it's a movie. It's, it's not the musical. And if you're really going to go into it, like that is the most obvious thing to change for me is like having live, you know, vocals. Um, I mean like not even a change because it's, it's what you would be getting anyways. Um, I don't know, but that, that's my take. I, I just want to say, like, if you like this, check out Late Mist. The movie's great. And um, also, all the singers are great. You know, I think Russell Crowe even gets a little bit too much crap, and I don't even like Russell Crowe. <laughs> Wait, when it. did this turn into a Late Mist review? I don't, know. I don't know. I'm just saying it deserves a lot of respect because it's one of the few, few, few things that has ever been made, that's, uh, that uh, adaptations that's been made of a musical that has live sound recording. So, you know, they record it on set like what you see is actually matched up with the actual vocals that they are singing in that moment which is rare you never do that um was that? i was like for just a second i was like who is russell crowe in this movie <laughs> yeah he's just there like, oh, and he's uh, the one that i was representing earlier where he he's just like he's like i'm thing. gonna jump off this building yeah nope i'm gonna keep turning at the last second i'm gonna like hedge this for five minutes it's like no just oh god just do it you yeah. see just now in, in the heights but, they go to jump off the building then they just keep walking right down the side because they're spider-man oh my god and the but, kid who looked at them he was in disbelief it's like which yeah. is it is it happening or isn't it happening exactly anyway <laughs> sorry i i really digress there but um as per usual but um yeah, I, I would give verdict? this I, I would give this an eight or a nine I, i'll give it an hmm. eight, eight i'll give it an eight that, that's a low ball but i'll give it an eight uh i thought it was and really good i miss. really highly recommend what's that and what do you give lay miss Lee Miz, solid nine, if not nine and oh, a half. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, I love Lee Make sure to include that in the highlights real time. <laughs> All three of the movies we review in this episode. <laughs> I go on a full two-minute tangent about Lee Miz before reviewing this. Um, but, yeah, I just want to say, like, if you like musicals, I think you'll really enjoy this. Um, it's really solid. And I, I saw a review that's like, you know, this movie is not for, like, everybody. Like, insinuating that, like, it's 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 a it it tells the stories of like people of color but like i really think that like this movie is just like if you can't handle this movie because it has people of color in it and like you're like ah this isn't like you know white people i can't really Mario, like what i mean the like fuck does that yeah mean? like i, I don't yeah I, I would i wouldn't necessarily agree with that like i i think the story is still like 
relatable enough. And even if it's not, I think the music really carries it all the way through where like you can see even like, you know, like maybe just use some empathy and watch a movie from somebody else's point. (laughs) Like that's somebody else's life story, you know? Sounds hard. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just watch a movie from my perspective, like Brokeback Mountain or something like that? Come on. People love Pulp Fiction, and you know what? You're not living like Bruce Willis in fucking Pulp Fiction. So just chill out. Quite a look there. Uh, Danny, wait, what what was the fourth movie we reviewed in this episode? We we were talking about Newsies. Oh, that's right. Newsies. And Samson, what do you give Newsies? I give Newsies critical score four, (laughs) enjoyability scale eight and a half jesus so despite you know being the heel of this section of the podcast uh i would give i would give in the heights like a a, a solid seven or seven and a half because i think ultimately a lot of the complaints i have about it are relatively superficial but they do impact watchability for me i think the story is pretty much there my main issue is i just felt like they were holding out on the story with all the just the kind of extra musical stuff that I don't really need as much. And I feel like is a little bit more absent in a stage production like Hamilton, where it kind of just feels like something is always happening there. Mm-hmm. There weren't too many like dance breaks in Hamilton or anything like that. But it, for me, there was just a couple too many parts of just like, these are just camera shots. A lot of the CGI stuff that I didn't super dig. Um, but I don't think it's bad in any way and i think that people should watch it especially if they like musicals um movie musicals especially i think if you like movie musicals this is perfect for you but for me i still still think it's in that seven seven and a half range like i liked it but i you know i would not go around saying that as this is one of like my favorite movies i've seen recently Mm -hmm. no i think it just put me in a good mood i like i literally watched it right before we came onto the podcast and i was just in a chipper mood like i i really enjoyed that and i totally agree with all the nitpicks and all the issues that sean mentioned like those do take you out but despite all that i think you can really enjoy it yeah i agree yeah but anyways guys this has been our review of inside and in the heights you can follow us on instagram at board and browsing podcast you can follow us on twitter at board and browse pod you can follow me specifically on twitter at slothenberg or on twitch at slothenburger uh you can follow samson on twitter at the underscore big underscore boomba and also you can follow us like come for a live show every time we do these live yeah. episodes for hbo max i think the next one it's not suicide squad i don't remember what the next one is that we're gonna do but we will find some other movie to talk about and we're gonna start doing live episodes again which is great Jesus I'm sorry that was, loud. That was high I guess you can't mute it since we all talked about it I didn't think it was going to be that loud well Sean after that triumphant burp where can people find you you can find me on Samson's screen whoa sorry audio only listeners this one's not for you nice but anyways, guys, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to be continuing to do some live show stuff, so stick around for that. But this will be the end of the podcast segment, and we'll uh, we'll catch you all in the future. Also, updates, we don't have any. So, uh. updates. Bags going back on. Oh, wait, 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 Danny. Yeah. The update is that uh, we may do a, a hot tub episode. Oh, that point. is true. That is true. So we're currently raising money for No Kid Hungry, and if we hit a certain goal, we might do a live hot tub podcast episode. Mm-hmm. So that's that's something. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. something. Right? Yeah. Board Anyways. browsing more like board and hot. Yeah. Samson, you want to stop the recording of the track? 
Yep. Bye-bye. Toodle-oo. The recording has stopped.